Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. That sounds painful. That Michelle sounds awful. went through there. God, that sounds awful. A glass hitter in the eye, Pat. Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, that was literally the first day of the show, and she rolled in with a black eye. It was pretty wild. <laughs> Courtney, I feel like you might be uh, low key clumsy. Well, if you would have, if you would see all the wires I have here for this home setup, I don't go into the seaport where they usually do unsportsmanlike. Um, yeah, that could very well happen here. I've already dropped a couple things this morning. I have to be very careful. You can't see it on camera right now if you're watching on ESPN two, but there's, you know. There's a tripod here. There's my mic here, which I just hit. So you probably heard that. There's my TVU app, which, you know, is what's transmitting the signal right now. There's a lot of cords. So hopefully I don't fall over anything, but I can't imagine. You're manifesting this, Courtney. Yeah, I am. You're, right? mani- you're manifesting this right now. See, I, I'm against a wall. Like, see, like, this, for people that can see on TV, you might have thought this was flat, but. That's really why I thought it was this flat. This is a wall right here. So I have this to hold me up, which okay. is helpful. But yeah, it's. You know, uh, listen, I, I also don't – I am also working on the TVU app. I don't have as many wires. I have a pathway here, but I am – you've known me a long time, Courtney. I am incredibly clumsy. I mean, I had knee surgery this year because of my clumsiness in some ways because pavement outside of arenas can be different levels, and I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, yeah. yeah. It's not fun. So I understand where, where Smalls is coming from. Yeah. it's uh, well, At some point, we'll take a poll. Who's clumsier? Mike Rothstein, Michelle Smallman, or maybe it's Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. He, that was a clumsy performance <laughs> from top to bottom for the Kansas City Chiefs on Christmas Day on Sportsman like ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He's Mike Rothstein. I'm Courtney Cronin. Um, I'm going to open up the phone lines because I want to I want to get your thoughts on the what we were just talking about with the Baltimore Ravens. Are they the most complete team? Are they the best team in the NFL right now? Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the number to get in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Stay on hold for us, though, because we need to turn our attention here to this Kansas City Chiefs team that has all but guaranteed, Mike, that they're going on the road for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They're 9-6. and six. This was the worst upset loss for Patrick Mahomes in his career. Nothing from the very start of this game when they go three and out on back-to-back <laughs> drives. Literally nothing went right for this Chiefs team until they're trying to get back in it in the fourth quarter. It's way too little, too late. You've got the Nickelodeon claw. I don't know. Did you see this? I retweeted I it. Did not, I, did not see, it <laughs> I did not see the Nickelodeon portion of this broadcast. It no. picked up Andy Reid after he and Patrick Mahomes had a pretty <laughs> – like you don't see heated moments between the two people that do these State Farm commercials with each other in the offseason. There was a pretty – like heated moment between those two where Patrick Mahomes was trying to get his helmet back and Reed was like, no, 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 wait a second here. Like I've got to say something. Um, And then the claw picked up a very angry Andy Reed. This was the Nickelodeon claw. Obviously this is all GCI. Uh, He was not actually picked up by a claw in the middle of the game. That would have been really cool though. Um, And he actually probably would have enjoyed that more than having to sit through this game that ended up being 20 to 14 Raiders in the end. 
an awesome rivalry that like feels like maybe we're on the cusp of restoring it because it had been so one-sided for so long. But the way that the Chiefs played in this game gives me zero confidence that they're going to win a playoff game when they have to do it away from Arrowhead. No, this Chiefs offense is broken, which is mm. insane to say. Like, I know. Very clear. That is wild for me to be saying on December 26th. I had to check what date it was because I couldn't remember. It's the day after Christmas. But that this a Patrick Mahomes-led offense looks this disjointed, looks this out of sync. But so much of that has to do with the fact that it is Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes, and nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, the, it, it is Aaron Rodgers-level criminal what the Chiefs have done in terms of their wide receiver court. Now, unlike Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and I'm referencing that if you remember, it seems like every year the Packers would not draft a receiver for Aaron Rodgers, and it frustrated the quarterback. They tried. Sky Moore was a second-round pick. Rasheed Rice, who looks okay at times, a second-round pick. They're, they're making efforts here, but those guys so far are just not panning out, Courtney. And we are seeing what a non-Tyreek Hill offense uh, 18 months later looks like, and it is a not-pretty sight for the Kansas City. And when you see those rankings, like worst in points per game, worst in yards per play, all of the offensive rankings, that's a Tyreek Hill problem. That's also a Matt Nagy issue, too. I think that that yeah. needs to be talked about here, going from Eric Bieniemy, where they were first in points per game, first in yards per game, an explosive offense in that one year that they didn't have Tyreek Hill, in the year that they get to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, and now they've just tumbled and crashed down to the bottom, and I'm sure a lot of Chicago Bears fans could say, I told you so, and told you that that was going to happen with Matt Nagy and this horizontal offense, but nonetheless, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team that's in a place that we just have not seen them in since Patrick Mahomes became the starter in 2018. The Chiefs quarterback, miffed by all of this, here's what he had to say about his own play following this loss. Yeah, I think just the mistakes offensively. I thought defense played a good game. Just two mistakes that uh, gave them two touchdowns there down the when you're backed up in their red zone. So um, you just can't do that, especially when defense is playing like they're playing. So I just got to be better in that sense and not making those mistakes and uh, try to find a way to play the game um, in the best way to win it. So the stretch that he's talking about, the two defensive touchdowns for the Las Vegas Raiders. There was the pick six where he threw that pass to Justin Watson, or at least he was attempting to throw it to him. That was picked off and returned for a touchdown to make the game 17-7. Before then, there was the fumble by Isaiah Pacheco, which was then recovered and returned for a touchdown. This game changed very quickly. Yes. Like, on a, like on a dime, it changed. And the way that the Raiders were able to hang on and – come away with a victory that's not just a statement for right now. I mean, they're 7-8, and eight, technically, mathematically alive in the AFC West and also in the AFC playoff picture. But what this means for this team at this state of the season when they've got a big old decision to make at the head coach position and within the front office, if I'm Mark Davis, how can I possibly look at this game and say, my guys, my players that I pay – did not play hard for Antonio Pierce. And I know it sounds like I'm simplifying that, Mike, but this to me was everything we needed to see. And I had already, you know, after I watched that game against the Los Angeles Chargers where they were going for what felt like the <laughs> NFL scoring record, um, that's when I knew. And I think that this goes beyond the point where 
you don't necessarily need your head coach to be the end-all, be-all, X's and O's guru. Like, they've got – Pat Graham has right. done a tr- tr- like a tremendous job with this defense in Vegas. If you want to make any adjustments at the coordinator spots, bring in different coaches this offseason, that should be the priority over replacing another head coach who this team loves, respects, and clearly plays hard for because they did that before with Rich Passaccia after they made the playoffs. The one time they did it with Derek Carr, they end up like replacing him with Josh McDaniel. Mark Davis can't. He, there's no way he can make the same mistake twice, right? Like I, I know I'm probably giving him too much credit thinking that he will do the right thing here, but <laughs> I know I'm not the only one who feels that seeing the way that they – I mean, I know it looks like a close score, but this game did not feel close, really, well, not for any part of it. Close or not, Antonio Pierce has taken a team that looked like it was going to be one of the worst in the NFL when it fired Josh McDaniels, and they are competitive. Yeah. And not only that, they are blowing teams out. They basically ended Brandon Staley's tenure <laughs> with the Chargers probably a couple weeks before it was going to actually be over. Mark Davis, listen. Okay, I know you're watching right now. It's like 2 a.m. in Vegas or 4 a.m. in Vegas, whatever it is. I know you're watching. We, we know you are. Do the right thing here, man, because your team clearly loves Antonio Pierce. We know you can't make this move now. You can't make this move in two weeks even. You have to go through the interview process. Those are some of the NFL rules, and those NFL rules are in place for a reason and a good reason. But if you go with anyone else other than Antonio Pierce, you are making a large, large mistake because you have guys who believe in him. You have guys who want to play for him. And you can all of a sudden build on this continuity because he's already been there. So he also knows all of these guys. Because if you move on to somebody else, guess what's going to happen? They're going to tear it all down. You're going to spend two more years in Allegiant Stadium wondering, hey, why are people not showing up? Oh, yeah, because you're rebuilding again. You don't need to do that. Antonio Pierce is your guy. He should be your guy. What he has done this year has been nothing short of remarkable. And unlike Rich Passaccia, Courtney, if Antonio Pierce somehow ends up not the Las Vegas Raiders head coach, he will end up a head coach somewhere else because owners are taking note of this. They are seeing what he is doing. And it's remarkable, too, that a day that Aiden O'Connell was 8 of 21 for 62, 9 of 21 for 62 yards, like they still, like, you can you can overcome deficiencies on your roster. I don't know yeah. if he'll be their starting quarterback next year. I mean, the way that they mishandled this situation, this position specifically this year, is the reason that their former GM and their former head coach are out of jobs and why Champ Kelly, who has assumed the role of general manager on an interim basis, and Antonio Pierce, assuming the role of head coach on an interim basis, deserve to have those tags removed. Because when you can have a quarterback play this poorly – against a Patrick Mahomes-led team going in that head-to-head matchup. And yes, Mahomes and the Chiefs did a lot to, like, you know, shoot themselves in the foot in their own right in on Christmas Day. But this is a Raiders team that's show, showing us that the way that this roster is constructed right now and the way that this group has shown it can overcome a really tough start to the season to put itself almost at 500. Like, nobody expected this from this group. No. And that is a direct reflection on the people that you have in those coaching positions, I loved watching that moment for Antonio Pierce following the game when he was on the CBS broadcast. And you could tell he wasn't trying to, to break down in that moment, but there was a <laughs> lot of emotion that was overcoming him. It's a situation that ultimately is out of his control. But when you've got – you've 
it was it was the number one point. Like I thought it was so interesting when I'm you know scrolling Twitter after the game, and I see the same tweet a dozen times and it has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. Like there's plenty of time for us to talk about what's wrong with this group and that we all think them going on the road is going to lead to a first round exit in the playoffs. But the general consensus here was that like from this takeaway from this game was that Antonio Pierce deserves every bit of getting the interim tag removed and remaining the head coach because he got a buy-in from a group that very easily could have mailed it in it going into week nine when they ended up firing the coach. Well, not only that, Courtney, as we're talking about different personnel issues that they had, Devontae Adams was targeted six times, one catch for four yards. Josh Jacobs did not play. If you had told anybody before the game, hey, the Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to look really good doing it. Oh, yeah, by the way, no Josh Jacobs. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to have one catch. Probably 99 people out of 100 would not have believed you. Probably the only one who would have might have been Antonio Pierce. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. They go into Arrowhead. They win this game. I, I don't know what more Antonio Pierce needs to do. Or even, even if they lose the last two, Courtney, and they finish 7-10, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't know what else Antonio Pierce needs to do. Like, this is the ultimate resume builder, right? Last year, we were talking about Steve Wilkes. Maybe he should get the shot in Carolina. Like, that was a lot of this conversation with interim coaches. This is why you make a move to an interim coach. You give a guy an elongated tryout because there's a guy on your staff you think you want to see. What else does Antonio Pierce have to do? Nothing. And, I mean, to get – Zamir White was their leading running back yesterday, 22 carries for 145 yards. Like, this is – I didn't know much about him, honestly, until this game. And to watch these players and the way that Antonio Pierce's vision for this team has gone and it's leading to wins, you can't go the Steve Wilkes route that David Tepper right now is realizing he screwed up. He probably wouldn't be in a situation in Carolina where he had to fire a coach after 11 games or 11 weeks had he done the right thing and kept the guy who got that team last year on the brink of playoff contention and fighting down the stretch. Don't make the same mistakes that other owners have made. Don't make the same mistake that you made the last time around, Mark Davis. Do the right thing. Make Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly the head coach and the general manager on a permanent non-interim basis. Unsportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance by visiting Progressive.com. Straight ahead, how concerned should we be about the San Francisco 49ers? That's next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. The crew is off until the new year, so you've got Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, riding shotgun here on Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Gosh, marathon till the end of the season. We are coming down the stretch. <laughs> Two weeks left remain until we get into the postseason. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst here to help us break it all down. Jeff, I heard you're going to be the fan of the month at UNC in the Duke's Mail Bowl tomorrow on ESPN. The best fan of the month is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So are you actually going to – you're going to be at this game tomorrow, right? No, no, I will no? I- I will not be. I'm I'm actually uh, I'll be traveling with the family, but I will be I will be there in spirit. We're ruling for them them Tar Heels. Let's get it going. But uh, yeah, the actual in stadium will not occur. Okay, UNC West Virginia. That game's gonna be going on there. So will you partake in any mayo eating if your Tar Heels win? I'm a mayo fan, so uh, you know I I think I think uh, McAfee can represent us and do the uh, do the mayo eating. You know what I mean, and make sure that we uh, we take care of all that part. But uh, I do enjoy mayo. Eating it plain, I, I don't think I'm on the Golic train with that quite yet. That looked a little, uh, how do I say, disgusting. Yeah, that so, was heinous. That yeah. was a crime against humanity. <laughs> my, my, heart, my heart just hurt when I saw that. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he put it over Oreos yeah, as well was, or something crazy? Oh, Him and Anish Sharoff, they were like dipping yeah. it in there, eating it. Oh. And it was it was a moment. Uh, it's what they yeah. the Gen Zers say, do, <laughs> do it for the plot. Um, at, at least Anish was able to go directly home after that because he lives in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Not great. Not great whatsoever. It wasn't great for the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night football. Brock Purdy gets knocked out of that game with a stinger after throwing four picks, Mm. his worst performance of the season. How, if you're like ringing the panic alarm, like what, what volume, like one to five, five being the loudest, Uh, where should we be? Okay. Yeah. One. I mean, it was a bad game. It was, uh, you know, when you, when you, I mean, here's the deal. They have three turnovers and what are they down four at half? I mean, um, you know they're in this game. They open up the second half, and and uh, again the the, the kind of uh, comedy of errors continues, and and it becomes a shootout where you know Baltimore is going to take full advantage of that. But um, Purdy played poorly. I mean, you know, you, the the fir- I think the first interception was the most egregious. You know, you drive the ball down, you're setting the tempo. Really, no reason to throw that ball. Um, and, and he made some ill advised throw. You know, the the one the one like. The, the tip and then intercepted behind the line of scrimmage. Look, that's just a great play. But the others, you know, Hamilton comes off the ground to make one after another tip, but he's throwing across his body, trying to force things. And you just saw the moment um, he felt it. He was trying to make so many plays, and and uh, unfortunately, he hurt his team. You're not you're not going to beat any good teams turning it over that many times. So uh, unfortunately for them, it just happened to be on uh, against the, the the best team in the NFL right now. Now. Jeff, beyond the game, also there was the MVP race conversation. I'm sure there's two weeks left to go in that. Did Brock Purdy maybe do more damage there for his candidacy in the MVP race than what he did with the Niners maybe as a team? Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, when when you think about you know the, the numbers that he had put together going into that game, but then on, on the biggest stage, you know, you're finishing up the week. Th- th- that that kind of performance is going to make it hard for voters. And um, whether you you know whether you like the MVP or, or or dislike the MVP and the way it all gets voted for, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'll be just very honest. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a QB award at this point, which oh, totally. uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan 
fan of anyway. But that's that's what it is. And so if you if you put that performance, uh, you know, and, and that's one of the last things that the voters see, I would find it hard to believe that you're going to overcome that one. ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday joining us here on Unsportsmanlike. You can see the odds over on ESPN2. Lamar Jackson going from plus 450. Wow. Entering Monday Night Football into minus 180. So the odds on favorite currently. We've seen a lot of jockeying for positioning, though, the last couple of weeks. So who knows? Maybe Dak Prescott can find his way back into the conversation in the final two games of the season. Stay in the NFC East, since I just mentioned Prescott. The Philadelphia Eagles had their get-right game yesterday. Probably a little too close for comfort, though, with the way that that fourth quarter shook out for them and the New York Giants, staving off a last-minute comeback. What do you make of the mistakes and how they were able to overcome that? Like, Do you trust Philly at this point? Uh, So so here's how I would frame that. I I think yesterday I thought if they started quickly, this would be a boat race. I I really did. And they did that. They started started well, uh, but then you come out of halftime and it's the fumble on the return. It's a short field, Barkley scores, and then, you know, all of a sudden you've given hope and life to this team that's that's feeding off anyway. You know, Taylor comes in and gives them a breath of fresh air, well, however you want to frame this thing. But when you, when I think of the Eagles, you know, everybody, everybody criticizes them because of, um, you know, they're not beating teams the way they should or they're not beating teams like they did last year or whatever. But to me, the bottom line is they've beaten some really good teams. So do I trust them? I do trust them because they have won against really good opponents. Mm-hmm. And so you don't just wipe that out because they're going through a, a you know, a, a tougher or tough stretch of the season. Um, and so for me, they're not playing at the same level they did last year. I didn't expect them to. Their defensive line has not gotten the same rush success that they had, but they haven't been playing with the leads that they had. Again, I was looking forward to seeing the second half. Had they taken that ball down, kicked the field goal, or scored a touchdown? Now let's see how you know how these guys are going to are going to pursue the QB. But when you when you leave teams in it, they can stay balanced. It makes it much more difficult. That has been the biggest difference to me. Is so many times last year the Eagles were playing with the lead in the second half, and now they can run it to grind out clock, and they can put pressure on QBs who are trying to come from behind. This year they have not had that luxury, and so their numbers just look. Uh, ineffective but let's not I mean listen the Eagles the the crazy part about the Eagles is they could potentially be anybody in the NFC Mm -hmm. and and they could potentially lose to anybody in the NFC that's that's kind of the trick bag you're in if you're an Eagles fan is you don't know what you're going to get whether it's quarter by quarter or game by game Jeff when you flip from one side of that to the other at least in last year's Super Bowl Kansas City how do you explain what's going on there? Oh, that was a <laughs> that, that that was a that was a, a, an awful performance yesterday. I mean, honestly, um, just watching the game from the very beginning, it looked uh, it looked awful. And it was funny. I was talking to my sons. We were watching the game. I was talking to my sons before the game, and I said, you know, it's, there's there's this. I, you know, I played in the league for 14 years, right? I played on some some holidays and. The teams that are at home, for whatever reason, in my opinion, have it have it a little more difficult, right? Because when you're on the road, you're pretty focused. You're locked into what you have to do. When you're at home, there's still kind of the distractions, right, of what's going on kind of around you, holiday, whatever, however you want to frame it. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you the reality of people who live actual actual humans and how we, you know, we all have to, to kind of get around these same times, right? And uh, when they started the game – 
it, they just look distracted. Like they can't hand the ball off right. You know, Mahomes is you know he fumbling it for a touchdown, throwing a pick six, and 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 all of a sudden you got a Raiders team who literally doesn't complete a pass from the first quarter on, and they still find a way to beat you. That that just shows you how ineffective their offense really was. And you're seeing Kelsey slam his helmet down, and and now Reed's going over, and everybody seemed to be so frustrated and pushing everything as hard as they can. And and when you're in a situation like that offensively, and the frustration has been where it has been all season, I think that's why you you see how ineffective this this uh, this game or, or this offense was yesterday. I do, in all honesty, I feel like they miss being um, um, being enemy. I think I think that's the that's a that's that that is a tough transition anyway. Um, but from from guys that I know, you know, he he was kind of the guy who would would get in people, you know, and and get after folks and kind of that kind of that kind of conversation. You're seeing players do it on the sideline, but when that frustration boils over, it's hard to overcome that. And and when you're an offense that's been as explosive as they have been for as many years as they have been, and all of a sudden your offense isn't the show, you should really just be leaning on your defense and winning games that way. It's hard to govern yourself down. And just trust we can run the ball, punt the ball, make them go the long way. They're not going to score enough points to win. But it's I'm telling you, as a guy who's on very explosive offense, that is a tough mindset to change. Yeah, you don't typically see Andy Reid with a side shoulder shrug or shove into into his 240-pound tight end. But sending a message there on the sideline, we typically don't see interactions from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey that seem so tenuous, but it clearly is a sign that things are not going well for the Kansas City Chiefs, and their road to the playoffs is going to be going away from Arrowhead Stadium this season. Jeff, we appreciate the time. Good luck to the Heels tomorrow, and hopefully you're able to celebrate with some Dukes Mayo. Let's go. Y'all have a great one. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thanks so much. Happy That's holidays. ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday joining us here on Unsportsmanlike. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The phone lines are open. Dr. Pepper, call in line. Let us know what you think about the Chiefs. Confidence meter for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. Are they the best team in the NFL. We'll get into all that coming up next here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty. 
Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman. Adam Wainwright joins us. I'm in the Atlanta airport right now, and I don't know why this is, but I'm looking at a TV right now, and there's a picture of me, Yachty, and Albert on it. That's that's so cool right now. That means it's our show. (laughs) What do you mean? Why is that? Because you're talking about them on our show. You know what? I think that's it. I think that's true. I think that's it, Adam. It's always good to get confirmation. Uh, this is unsportsmanlike yeah. on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Also, over on ESPN2 until 8 a.m. Eastern Time. That is the show that we are currently hosting. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place, you know? Yeah. I Sometimes mean, it's good. early in the morning. You, you stumble into a room you're not supposed to, and then all of a sudden you're hosting a radio show. Has that I, ever I, happened to you? Uh, yeah, this morning, yesterday. <laughs> I still don't know why I'm here. Uh, Adam Wainwright, good job being in the Atlanta airport. One of many, many people who travels through Hartsfield-Jackson every year. I'm in there way too often. About to say. Including Saturday to come up to Chicago. That is true. Michael Rothstein, Courtney Cronin here on Unsportsmanlike. We're going to be covering a game together in a couple days. Bears and Falcons. So we'll figure out. The definitive answer on Justin Fields. I'm sure of it. We'll get into that in a little bit here on ESPN Radio. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper call-in line is open. What are you hot on this morning coming out of week 16? We saw some really good football, also some really terrible football. On Monday during the Christmas Day slate of games, Brock Purdy, has he lost the MVP? Has it, is it now Lamar Jackson's award to lose? Will Dak Prescott get back into it? Talking all of those things here on Unsportsman. Like Dante in Orlando, start us off. Is Lamar your MVP? Lamar is definitely the MVP, and he is definitely going to win a Super Bowl. He said it when he was uh, drafted. Do you remember he said, I will win a Super Bowl? And this is his year. And you know what? Every year it's always about the quarterback who wins the Super Bowl. Dante, I don't disagree with that at all. I feel like if this is anybody's year, it's the Baltimore Ravens. They have shown us with this new offense, Mike, that Lamar Jackson can be the best version of himself, still have all of the great elements that got him that 2019 unanimous MVP. And, and I'm kind of with Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday was with us earlier on in Sportsman, like presented by Progressive Insurance. He joined us from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. The MVP award's a quarterback award. So yeah. if it's going to go to a quarterback this year, it should go to the quarterback who's played consistently well from week one all the way till week 18. And that guy's been Lamar Jackson in this in this era of his career, this this chapter of his career where he's been able to adjust to a new scheme and tap into a level that I, I know we've been waiting to see and he's been able to assume that the last couple of months. Well, some of it, too, has to do with the change in offensive coordinator from of Greg Roman to, to Todd Monken. And don't forget, too, remember after Lamar Jackson signed with Baltimore and signed that massive deal, one of the conversation points around that was that he was going to have more say in the offense and if you remember I think it was during training camp it might have been OTAs there was this whole thing about how like Lamar kind of went with a play suggestion and do you remember that conversation I think it was in August Courtney that that he kind of was like yeah I'm gonna have this play suggestion and he went to Todd Monken that shows the amount of I guess um agency he has mm-hmm. within this offense as well that can really help him and has shown we're seeing him as a passer and as a runner 
And that we're seeing the best version of Lamar Jackson. I think he's playing better now, more complete rather now than he did in his MVP. I remember that conversation that you were talking about because it was also stemming from. Remember Todd Munkin didn't want him to have the the play sheet on his arm, like to play without it, to be comfortable playing without it. Like those were the bumps and bruises that naturally come when you get a new play caller working with a quarterback for the first time, and you aren't sure how it's going to go. Safe to say uh, it's exceeding expectations <laughs> out there in Baltimore. Wayne in L.A., what you got? You're on Unsportsmanlike. Yes, good morning. I want to wish y'all happy holidays, and thank you for taking my call. And uh, I was just saying when you guys were talking about Kansas City, I just believe that uh, Andy Reid and kind of ran out of the formula to make the team respond because last night uh, Zay Flowers, he went off. Yet Patrick Mahomes has this kid, uh, Rice. And uh, Rice, you know, he gets open for maybe one or two plays. But I'm like, what's going on? Because Travis Kelsey looks like he's breaking down. And the last point I just want to say, I think the 49ers are going to have to go off into the draft again and find another quarterback. And thank you so much for taking my call. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, Wayne. You too. They're going to have to go find another quarterback. Did, I'm not buying Do we agree that. with that? No, I, I don't. Wayne, appreciate the call. I understand the your concern there, but this is yeah. one start. Brock Purdy has also given us 15 games. This was his worst QBR game or worst passer rating game mm-hmm. of his career, except for the first game he came in when they played the Chiefs and lost a year ago. But in terms of his starts, this was the worst start of his career. Don't judge the guy based off of the worst game of his career. Look at everything else. From here on out, from yeah. from here to there, Courtney. Okay, so let's. He there. There was a lot there. There was we, a lot we there. We appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate. Like the Rasheed Rice part. Look, the guy was targeted twelve times yesterday. Six catches, fifty-seven yards. I agree with the point on Travis Kelsey. I know he's right around a thousand yards. I think he's crossed that threshold because he had forty-four yesterday, but. He looked frustrated in ways that we typically don't see from Travis Kelsey. Like, I know he's the emotional leader. He can be the spark plug. But when you've got Andy Reid throwing his shoulder into you to send a (laughs) message because you're kind of out of line. You're throwing your helmet on the sideline, and then you've got Patrick Mahomes having to come over and talk to him and, like, calm him down. The frustrations on this offense have boiled over to a point that I don't know how you come back from this, and I also don't know how you come back from, like, just looking at, like, the – the target share in this offense, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, for once, wasn't the biggest storyline in the for this Chiefs offense because of all the negative that's happened around him this <laughs> season. Because he's only been he was only targeted one time yesterday, but just like it's just a collection of guys, Mike. At this time, right. and we we talked about this when Tyreek Hill, you know, was traded and went to Miami, and they lost that element of their offense. They survived last season some might even say they thrived but let's not forget it's not just the personnel it's the play caller and it's also you know the offensive coordinator I know Eric Bannemi was not calling plays in Kansas City but he was still part of the day-to-day installation of that offense yeah. let's not understate how the chain from Bienemy to Matt Nagy has negatively affected this Chiefs offense well the, the interesting part of that too is that Matt Nagy was there before yeah so it's that's not how like he, he got was, his job with the Bears. Right. It's, it's not like he was unfamiliar with Patrick Mahomes and with Travis Kelsey and with the inner workings of this offense. So that's really been some of the question to me of like, how has this 
not worked so well. That's where I look at the receivers that they have and, frankly, don't have because even a Juju Smith-Schuster, right, imagine what he would be able to do in this offense because we've seen it before. The other part of this, Courtney, that you talked about is that, yeah, we're seeing Travis Kelsey getting frustrated, seeing Andy Reid, you know, kind of give a shoulder shiver. This is not the first time this year this has happened. Remember, not so long ago when Patrick Mahomes kind of lost his cool, and that's, I, I want to use another word, but we're a family-friendly TV and radio program here. And he got fined for that. He ended up talking to Josh Allen after they lost to the Bills and was complaining about it, calling it a very bad call. Uh, again, family-friendly program. You, you look at that and you say, well, this is not like a one-week problem. This isn't even a one-month problem. This mm-hmm. has been a season-long type of issue for the Chiefs. Remember going back to the first week of the year, yeah, they didn't have Travis Kelsey, but Detroit handled them. Yeah, they did. And, and that told you more about the Lions, but now that we're looking at it, 15 weeks in, it also told us a lot about the Chiefs. You are what your record says you are, but you also are the summation of all of your problems. You're right. This has been boiling for a long time. What we saw yesterday with Patrick Mahomes yelling at his offensive line, the cameras also captured that sideline interaction in addition to the Travis Kelsey emotions boiling over. I was just surprised from Andy Reid to see the emotion that came out of him there too, where he's never going to be – I don't know. He's not demonstrative in in the way that he handles his players. Like he's dealing with Patrick Mahomes. The guy was playing the Super Bowl last year (laughs) on a broken ankle. Um, He knows how he's good at managing his personnel, but like went to the point yesterday where it felt like it was dad having to put his foot down and and deliver a very stern (laughs) message. I'll I'll never get that image of Andy Reid shoving his right shoulder into Travis Kelsey to to say that that's just not going to fly here. Like, things are already coming apart at the seams. We don't need our number one tight end to, A, get himself injured, injure somebody else, but also compound all of the issues that were already in free fall after, you know, the first couple of drives for that game for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are terrible. The, I mean, the, the offense terrible is relative. The offense <laughs> is terrible. The t- offense is terrible right now. Got a lot of issues with it. It's something that I'm not exactly thrilled with. I don't know how Pat feels about this. You're going to hear from him next. He's over a lot of things. Maybe the Chiefs offense is on that list. But first, Mike's got this from Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket-gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched 
with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, if you've been listening to Unsportsmanlike the last couple of hours, you know that Pat Costello, our producer, is over my Christmas gift selection to my family. He was personally insulted that I went with the experience element and I got a spa <laughs> treatment for myself and my mom because you know what? That's an experience, a joint experience that I will be partaking in in a couple of weeks. Courtney Kern and Mike Rothstein, Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, is presented by Progressive Insurance. All right. Uh, is today Festivus? Isn't that? like technically uh, this is the 23rd okay. it's, it Whatever. is boxing day though it's boxing day happy boxing day to our friends in the uk and canada um so all right we're a couple of days removed from festivus but you like to air your grievances at this time of the show every single day monday through friday so the floor is yours my friend i hate the hard cut that we have to do with christmas music it's like christmas <laughs> ends at midnight and then christmas music done yeah. i'm not I can't do hard cuts like that. It th- doesn't make sense to me. I'd like Christmas music too much to just be completely done with it the day after Christmas when everything else Christmas is still like up and running. So you want it to slow bleed <laughs> into New Year's like so like it's wet, so like it's like the 28th the good day thing like should we like wean it off and then no, like th- get into all Lang Syne and being like this was my best story this year like time that, doesn't like, exist this week Mike like between Christmas and New Year's most people not us because we work yeah, sports, like, not us. <laughs> but most people are off at home watching us on ESPN two right now or listening to us on ESPN Radio or the app. And they're out having fun, but like you don't actually have to look at a clock during this week because time does not exist. And I think because of that, Pat, you can have your Christmas music all week and you can wean yourself off of it whenever you want to. Just It just has to be around January 1st. You okay with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to... I gave you a solution. You can say thank you. <laughs> no, we can't. Thank you. You're welcome. Whoa. All right, what's next? <laughs> can we officially close the book on this Tommy DeVito stuff, please? I'm now, can that. we can we move on from the, all, all right. this random pointless hype that we had? Like, okay, you were you like chicken cutlets and you're Italian. We get it. You're not that good of a quarterback, Tommy DeVito. Sorry, you're fine. You were great, but just liking chicken cutlets doesn't make you unique or interesting. Like, can we please move on from this now? My mom asked me yesterday the whole story about like him living at home and his mom making his bed. She's like, is this? 
is this normal? Is this like an Italian thing? Is this a Jersey thing? And I don't have the answer for that, Mike. Like, you're basically a New Yorker still, even though you live in Atlanta now. Can you explain to me the fascination with Tommy DeVito living at his parents' house? No, I can't. I mean, I I don't understand. I get it from, like, it's smart. It's smart from a financial perspective. Because you know how expensive real estate is in New York and New Jersey. And it's not like Tommy DeVito was a first-round pick. So I totally get why Tommy DeVito would do it. Plus, honestly, if I were 22, 23 years old and I could still have mom do laundry for me, that would have been great. I mean, if you can be on your parents' insurance, although I would imagine he's on the NFL. Like, he's playing in the NFL. He's on their insurance, but... Uh, yeah, Pat, I'm with you. Let's retire the whole thing. I mean, his play last night and getting benched at halftime because they needed a quote-unquote spark probably ends the Tommy DeVito mania as we know it. We'll see. I- I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold they're completely done with Tommy DeVito yet, but certainly the talk of him being a starter next year or anything like that yeah. should well, be over. We're sold with it here on Unsportsmanlike. What's next? Yeah, speaking of MVPs, uh, I don't want to hear Dak Prescott and MVP in the same conversation for the rest of the season. How many times do they have to come up short before we realize that they're just going to come up short every time we think that they should be good? Oh, I, you just can't put faith in the Dallas Cowboys or Dak Prescott ever, and I don't want to hear MVP and Dak Prescott anymore. So you don't think he has any chance to get back in it here the final two weeks? No. So you're giving it to Lamar Jackson? Yes. Wrapped up? Done? Done. All right. See, I, I'm I'm not on that train, man, because they have a pretty big game on Saturday against Detroit on national television. Dak goes and throws for 350 and four touchdowns. Guess who's back in the conversation? Probably Dak Prescott. I think that he has a window here, but like, look how quickly the MVP race changed with Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy. It took one week. For Lamar to go from plus 450, which was the second best odds, to minus 180, so the odds on favorite right now. I think there's still time, but Pat, since you want to be irritated about it, I will ride this train with you. Just in terms of solidarity, because I'm a nice person and I don't dunk on you for things like Christmas gifts or things that you're upset about or shared experiences, (laughs) you know, all of those things that you just really like, it really grinds your gears. I mean, you did give your mom a YMCA membership for Christmas. She's What's not next? even my mom, and I'm offended by Thank this. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate this. Like Pat's just being it's a, a jerk. Do you want to? Do you want to make this your last? I'm over it. You want like the floor is yours. You've got about a minute here, right, Javante? Like, go ahead yeah. and you can yell at me about my Christmas gift giving. Yeah, you decisions. spent like two grand on like a room full of hot tubs Did for your mom for Christmas. Two grand. Did not spend two grand. <laughs> I bought Hamilton tickets and I got her a spa experience. Is it a spa experience? It's a room full of hot tubs and like a plunge pool. That, you realize in like a brick that there's building. other It does not look things. that exciting. Have you ever been to I saw to the a pictures. It looks super lame. There's I- massage rooms. There You can get an exfoliation treatment. It's not just pools in a room that's like lined with brick. You said look up whatever it's called, and I looked it up, and it was a bunch of hot tubs. That's what it was. It was Did a bunch of hot tubs. Did you look up the service menu to see that there are <laughs> massages, there's spa treatments? It's not a public pool. It's a public pool. You're paying to go into a pool. That's a public it's pool. Not, it's actually That's not even public. public. It's not even public Thank because you, it's private. It's yeah, private because you have to pay to it. get in. Well, you have to pay to go into a public pool. You don't just go for free. You, pay you have like to pay something. Di- you pay like $3. This is way more than $3. Yeah, it's way more than $3. Yeah, it's two grand. It's not two grand. It's not too grand at all. All right, straight ahead on Sportsman like confidence level in the Philadelphia Eagles. Up, down, after Monday night. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.